Welcome back to Live Laugh Lorazepam, our first mini episode. Can I do this now? Yes. <laughs> Hi. Julie and I wanted to do our mini episodes um, sort of off the cuff and have them be uh, very organic, like our normal conversations, but on more digestible lengths, I would say. Um, And one of the rules we came up with for each other was that we would not share our topics with each other ahead of time, like what we wanted to talk about, whether it was like a current event or something in our lives. Yeah. Something personal going on or whatever it was so that we wouldn't talk about that topic too much leading up to it. Do you want to know who broke this rule? We don't shut up. Okay. Who broke the rule, Abby? Who looked at me and said, I need to know who but broke for the, the nope. first episode. Nope. I broke the rule. Yep. Thank you. Because I was like, she goes, Oh, these topics are kind of out there. And then I've gotten nervous because I was like, how out there are mine out there? I don't know. What should I talk about? And I started panicking because we've never done mini episodes before. And we're doing like hot topics. Like we're doing current events type things. And I was like, these aren't really mental health related, but there's something. Yeah. So it's like things that are going on in our lives. I'm sure they'll all like, like come back to mental health just because like that's such a big part of like our experience and eventually like it's my hope that we can like highlight some other people in the mental health community who are doing like amazing advocacy um but for now we're gonna start with just some like general topics and chit chat back and forth do you want to start with one of your topics I, I really do the one you made me tell you yeah <laughs> okay I need to start off by saying we are not a murder podcast. We will never be a murder podcast. But there is something in the news happening in our state. Honestly, town or two over, three over. Yeah. There is a murder mystery. Well, there's a missing woman. Yeah, we don't know actually yet if it's a murder. No, we do. (laughs) The courts have not proven it, however... Julie's sixth sense and my everyone's sixth sense. everyone's sixth sense. Anyone following the case essentially so this, knows what's going on. We are both like it is very sad, but these details that just keep coming out have like Abby and I just keep screenshotting stuff and sending it to each other and we're like, what the hell? Yeah, normally I'm all over current events. Um, and for some reason this case of this missing woman from Cohasset, um, can we say her? Yeah, we can say her name. I mean, it's in the news. Yeah. So it's, uh, is it Anna? Anna? Anna Walsh. So she has gone missing. Um, and essentially her husband is the main person of interest and he has now been arrested. Not for murder. Not for murder. For misleading the investigation. Yes. Um, but Julian, like normally I would be like so all over this and like, I, I love true crime personally, but for some reason I wasn't really following this. And so it was kind of a hilarious, like on a personal level, hilarious situation where Julie was the one feeding me information about this. And every day, the only reason I would know there was an update in the case or something going on is because Julie would be sending me screenshots of articles or news postings or something. Um, so like a hilarious turn of events, I would say. Cause you're the, po- you're the crime podcast. Like I don't watch that stuff. Like I, yeah. or listen to that stuff rather. Like I watch it cause my dad's obsessed with it. Like he has it on. It's just in the background for me. Um, but this one, I think just because it's so close to home, I was like, 
I was just like, I need to know more. Like, what happened? Like, is she alive? Where is she? Also, it's so close to home. So, I don't know. Did crime podcasts have to say we don't know what we're talking about? Like, this is just from the news. Oh, yeah. And I feel, like that's like a, <laughs> I feel like that's a disclaimer for this Every entire episode. podcast. <laughs> we're talking about something we've read about from several different sources. And we're not professionals. Whatsoever. Because I don't want to get sued. Um, but they're claiming he went to the local hardware store that is two seconds from my work that I pass every time I drive to work and bought $450 worth of cleaning supplies. Yeah. The day after he said she disappeared. Yeah. And he, I, the article I was reading had said that he was like, he paid cash. He went in with like a mask and all black clothing and gloves on. So he was like clearly trying to be inconspicuous. He also like told the police something different. Like he, he never told them he went He went there. to get ice cream or something. Yeah. He said he went to get ice cream. He but said he's he went already to on house arrest. Like someone's a family member's house or something. Anyways, it was, it was, he, that was the like misleading part. Cause he clearly lied. And then they found like video evidence of him purchasing, uh, sketchy materials, including like garbage bags and duct tape. And yeah, I'm going to just, cause this is our mini. I'm going to say, I want to talk more about this. I need someone who has a crime podcast to have me on it. Cause I can talk about this forever. What we're telling you right now is to Google it. Cohasset, missing woman, Massachusetts, if you're yeah. listening and you don't live here. It's a very fascinating case, and it's still developing right now. So if you're someone who's interested in, like, true crime or following current events, I would highly suggest going online and sort of giving it a Google um, and just, you know, figuring out some information for yourself. The case, like, I feel like every twist and turn has gotten weirder and weirder. So There's so many, back like, background yeah. facts that just every time I read something. There's, like, like, a subthought of, like... A subplot of uh, art theft, <laughs> and like it just like goes off the rails. It is a like it is gonna be a docu series. Oh, for sure. I think Netflix is probably like like Watching chomping it. at the bit, waiting to like make this into something. Which, of course, like these are people's lives. Like this is not a spectacle for Netflix to be turning into something. But I also am very fascinated with the case, and I'm very curious, like what police and other investigators end up finding out about this because it sounds insane. We need someone on the show, on the podcast show, we can say it's our show. (laughs) We have a show. Um, We need someone on who can tell us like why people are so fascinated with crime. Yeah, I am very, I, okay. So personally, I enjoy true crime. I enjoy um, Crime Junkie, The Deck, uh, a few other uh, true crime pods. I do not like podcasts where they glorify the murderer. Uh, like you like the facts. I like the facts. And I'm like, I've said many times before, I'm like a, I like puzzles and I like problem solving. So like, yeah, you want to figure it out. You're I'm, the detective. Yeah. Like I'm fascinated when there's been a crime and there's evidence. And then suddenly we have to like backwards map it and sort of solve the, the scenario um but i think like highlighting like the victim and like you know how important they were and how much of a loss it is like really important so like there's a lot of true crime i won't watch or listen to because it it just like gets a little too yeah it's too much it's it's, yeah you you want to solve the crime you don't want to glorify the criminal 
Yeah, it like people get a little like weird and obsessive about it, and I think that gets a little funky. Like but I, I did not watch the Dahmer. No, show. me neither. I couldn't. No. Like, that was he just won a Golden Globe, and the uh, people who died family members are pissed because he won a golden globe for glorifying their deaths yeah it's like i i think that whole thing was a little like it's, it's different than like a, it's different it's than a docuseries like, yeah yeah like they it was mm, dramatized yes um but i would be really interested to like bring it back to like a psychological aspect to your point like have someone explain to us like why are people so obsessed with true crime yeah like, why do they commit these crimes i love documentaries they don't always have to be about crime um but you like to learn yeah, like, one of my favorite podcasts is called Swindled, and it's about, like, con men and women, um, and sort of, like, the biggest con artists in the world, and, like, how they try to get away with it, and I watch a lot of documentaries about that as well, but I, I don't know what, I think for me it's a puzzle thing, but for other people, there is a really weird following right now of, like, oh, this obsession true. Everyone, with true crime. Yeah, I think it's mostly women. Yeah, that's weird. That's a lie. The podcasts are mostly women, and then I look at my father, and everything he watches <laughs> is true crime. Well, we have like a weird crime um, fascination in this country, anyways. Because think of all like the the cop shows that we have on TV. He watches all of them, and like I enjoy them because again, it's a puzzle and it's episodic. Like I can watch one and then not watch another. But oh, like, you mean not the not the live cop shows? You mean no. like the dramas? I mean like the drama. Too. Okay, like how okay. many how many cop dramas are oh, there so online? I watch all of them. And it's I don't know. It's this weird. And I wonder. I also wonder about this like internationally versus American because like in America we have this like hero complex where we we have to know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are and like you know. They have to solve problems and save the day. And, like, I, I wonder how, the, like, how is that beyond our borders? Like, are these types of shows or themes, like, just as prevalent? All right. Well, this is a new list of people we need to talk to and bring people in who can tell yeah. us this. I feel like I just, like, research this now. And I also <laughs> said this isn't mental health related, but it is. Because, like, what is wrong with this man? That I, we, I pray she's alive. That was weird. My mic made a weird noise. Because I hit it. Um. I pray she's alive. I like. I hope for the best, but like the facts are showing that she most likely is not. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always, we obviously always hope for the best. Right until but, proven otherwise. Again, bringing someone in mental health wise, what what is why has he committed this crime? But right. Yeah. I'm gonna make you talk about your topic because it's, this is a mini and not a normal <laughs> Julie Abbey episode, and I just see us going on and on and on. All right, so I'm gonna let you choose. I have a really funny topic, and it's very lighthearted. Or I have something that is more mental health related and more personal. Which would you like to talk about? Why is it my decision? Because I'm letting you I'm letting I you mean, choose. like, my, my head is saying <clears throat> we just talked about something serious, murder, we should do lighthearted, but then I'm like, oh, we should stick more mental health. We can be quick on both. <sighs> All right, go with the mental health and then we'll end with the lighthearted. Okay. Um, I, and in the a, last... <laughs> we cannot be quick on both. Let's go. Okay, I'm uh, keeping us too long. In the last few months, I have had a very interesting experience where, and I talked to my therapist and I talked to my, uh, actually, I don't know what to call her. She's like an NP, but the lady who gives me my medications. If she's an NP, I call my, uh, when I had an NP, it was a psych NP. Yeah. And she does work. She's in the psych department. So like, yeah, it's it's like, it's, it's underneath. They always have a, what are they called? Is a psychologist? 
I don't know. Who does I, the meds? I don't know. Because here's a, it's like I have a therapist who I talk to about things and then I meet with. Which one's this, a psychiatrist and which one's a psychologist? That's the words yeah, I Yeah, like those two words. We should probably better. know this. We should Google this. Um, so the woman who prescribes my medication, though, the woman who gives who you your lorazepam, specifically gives me lorazepam, um, asked me. So I had a message with her. I had a meeting with her the other day. So I had therapy one day and then the next day I had a meeting with the other lady drug woman and who i love by the way i love both of these women are like incredibly smart and so helpful and i've been working with them for a few years now and i feel like we have like a really good working relationship now they asked me or this woman asked me um if i had been taking any of the lorazepam because i only have it as like for emergencies as needed and you definitely use it as just like yeah, it's emergency, emergency. For sure. Like there's multiple times where Julie will be like, hey, I think you should take one of those now. And I'll be like, no, it's only for emergencies. And I'm like, it is an emergency. Like, take it. She's like, okay, but well, you're having a full panic attack. I'm pretty sure this is an emergency. Um, I hoard them like they're gold and I'm like scared of it. I have so many of them, but like I have like a full prescription, but like I'm just terrified of ever running out. And so anyways, the point is that she asked me if I was using them and I said, no, I haven't used them. And I only talk to her every like two or three months and so she's like, at all? You haven't used them at all? Like, uh, that's a good thing. But she's she like, also, so you don't panic? Yeah, she also was kind of like, wait, we just had a full conversation and you listed like a variety of stressors in your life. And she's like, and you haven't used them at all. She's like, okay, so are you managing your mental health in another way? Or And I was like, honestly, my mental health has been pretty stable recently. Like the holidays are always stressful, but I intentionally this year, like, you know, said, I'm not going to be stressed and I'm going to just do me and like leave when I need to leave and take care of myself. And she was like, that's great. Okay. What about everything else? Like you've listed a, like I have a lot of change happening in my life right now and not going into detail yet. Um, because I have some big things coming that I'm excited to share, but I'm, you know, it's not time. It's not time yet. But she asked me, she was like, okay, so you're not using the medication. Your mental health has been fine. She's like, so you seem stressed though when you talk. So where is that showing up? Cause she's like, I know you it's showing up somewhere. So either usually that means I'm either having like really manic days and I don't notice that I'm having really manic days, but I'm not having the down days. So I'm not noticing how like scary or dark I'm getting. And it came to me while I was literally looking at this woman through zoom, like staring at her face. And I was like, Oh my God, she's right. I have been sick like four times in the last month and a half, I've had like a rash on my chest that I only get when I'm sick or when I'm stressed. My face has been breaking out like crazy and I've had like no appetite. And no appetite for me is like a huge red flag. So I all of a sudden realize this, I say this to her, I bring it up and she's like, okay, so a reminder that when you are stressed and you, you know, you know there's stressors in your life, but maybe it's not manifesting in one day, one way, excuse me, just be aware that it could be manifesting in another way. And that's why like you need to take care of that stress and sort of like move towards alleviating that stress. And so I had this really big realization and later on was talking to my husband about it, about like physical reaction versus mental reaction and how even though mentally I felt fine and I was being really careful mentally to be like, nope, I'm not thinking about it. I'm totally fine. Everything's okay. Moving on. My body 
mm-hmm. was clearly telling me something else. Like, woman, like, you are covered in, like, and it's not a, like a crazy rash or anything. Stress, it's just, yeah. It's just like a stress rash. But, like, my body was clearly giving me signs for quite a while. And I was not picking up on any of them until this woman was like, but I wonder, uh, focus. <laughs> this is a mini, so I'm not going to go. I'm, we're going to keep saying that on minis. And yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say something really quick. I wonder where in that she was like, you should have taken it because I don't see, like, from talking to you, I don't see any sign. Like, for me, it's for panicking. Right. I don't think she was saying I needed to have taken it. I think it was more like my stress is manifesting in a different way. So, like, I know that I need the lorazepam when my stress manifests in those mental ways, which usually result in a panic attack. However, like my stress was manifesting in another way. So we, we then went on to talk about at the end of the episode, like, what can I do? Episode? Episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Appointment. At the end of the appointment, we went on to talk about alternatives. Okay. Which were like making sure you're sleeping, making sure you're getting exercise, breathing. making sure you're breathing. Yeah. Like, like essentially like you're a house plant. Make sure you're getting like water and sunshine and air. Like you don't forget the other things. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, it was uh, enlightening for me, I think to remember that. And I think it's also enlightening for other people to think about like sometimes you may think, Oh, everything's fine, but your body might be telling you something else. And sometimes we need to listen to our bodies. My therapist has to remind me all the time that like there are physical symptoms to mm-hmm. panic and, and anxiety. And I'm like, Oh, I thought I just, it was part of who I was. No, like, it's not. Oh it's part of your mental Weird. Illness. I thought that was just a Monday. Weird. <laughs> I'm always clenching my jaw. Oh. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm always like tense. Mm-hmm. My hands are always in a fist. I thought everyone walked around like that. And when we do it so often, we don't even notice. No, she'd be, she has to bring it up for me to think about it. Right. Um, I'm glad you're going to your appointments. Thank you. If you need your medicine, take the medicine that is prescribed to you. Yes. Yes. Or I'm going to tell you when you're texting me to take it. It's okay. My mom has to tell me sometimes when you're after, like after you've reached a certain point. Yeah. There's sometimes someone has to be like, you have a medicine for this. Yeah. And Phil, sometimes I have a panic attack and I don't tell him or I just need to like, it's in my head and I need to like think about it myself. And so he won't notice the signs, but there are other times where he'll look at me and be like, Hey, um, you're off on like a crazy manic phase right now. Um, I really think you should take your meds. <laughs> like what? Oh, okay. And if people don't know, lorazepam is as needed. It is not something you're supposed to take every day. Um, and the big reason a lot of people don't take it is because it has a high chance of becoming addictive. Yes. Um, so they give you all these warnings, but then a lot of people don't take it. Yeah, I think there's, like, a a level of fear in there when, like, and for those who, like, you know, aren't super crazy about medication or don't rely, like, I was really scared to take it, um, but it doesn't make you feel a certain way. It almost is, like, the absence of the panic you were feeling. So, like, I didn't notice the medicine was working. I just all of a sudden noticed that I was not super focused on the panic anymore. I was, like, functioning fine. Mine, um, which that sense of normalcy I can imagine is very addictive. Mine, it I take it if I'm really spinning, and it stops me from spinning. It doesn't take away the full anxiety of the moment, but it brings me to a point where I can then use my other coping skills mm. to bring that down. So it's like 
Um, it doesn't make me feel anything other than other. The spinning stops. Yeah. So then I am at a point where I can take care of myself. Yeah, you become more, like, aware. Yeah. Um, but everyone handles meds differently. Talk to your doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are not doctors, as yeah. we said before. Absolutely not. Okay. I have one more. And Abby knows about this one, too. She I wasn't do? supposed to know. Wait, what's this one? Okay, go ahead. This one was remember. because we were talking about it before. Um, I am walking in my... Oh, right. It's either my... I think it's technically my seventh that I fundraised for, but I think it's my fifth that I've walked. It is my whatever number, out of the darkness overnight walk. I walk 16 miles overnight in a different city. Um, every not every year it depends. Like it's been weird. Um, and this year it's in DC on June third. Um, more details about who I walk with, what I get from it. Um, on a full episode dedicated to the fundraiser, but it's for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and it is the best thing I've ever become a part of. Yeah, Julie's like videos and pictures. Like she'll update on on social media. Like I'm at this mile. I'm at this mile marker, and like. The fact that you do that and your body does that and you like you push through is astounding to me. Like you walk all night. Like that's wild. We start at like right as the sun's going down in the summer. So it's June. So the summertime. Eight, and then seven, eight. I think it's like seven. We get there at like five and don't walk till like seven. Um, but last year was New York City. This year is D.C. Um, and it's amazing. I also think like the community you found through that. Oh, I love, my, like, I love my ladies. Yeah, like they are, they are just wonderful. Did you just hear my stomach? Is that your stomach? That was my stomach. <laughs> wow, we're talking about something really <laughs> cool and serious and fun. And your stomach, and my stomach. Like, <laughs> Um. Okay, awkward. Okay, next. But for more information on that, we are going to do a full episode on that because it. I think it deserves more time to talk about, first of all, like the organization, the reason you do it, what you get out of it, and then like sort of the community that you've met through that walk. And we're going to be sharing um, my fundraiser link, my friend's fundraiser links. Um, again, you did, and not again, I didn't say this, you don't have to donate, but if you'd like to donate, we're more than happy to accept that donation. Yeah, and if you're not able to donate, but just want to like spread the word, it's oh, an amazing it. organization, and you can share all the links that we post. That was my second topic of the day. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Look at that. That's two mental health topics. Do you want to know how much time we have left? How much? You have four and a half minutes. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, uh, My last topic is so dumb. Okay. So we live in the greater Boston area, for those who don't know. And for those who aren't familiar with the area, there is like sort of a rivalry between the North Shore and the South Shore. Also, if you ask someone, anyone, any person what qualifies as North Shore and what qualifies as South Shore, the answers are wildly different. I have gotten into multiple arguments about it. I'm not going to go into it here because... You have four and a half minutes. four and a half minutes. I feel like I could like start a war. Anyways, what I wanted to say is that there are Facebook groups dedicated to things that both North Shore and South Shore are like obsessed with. My husband and I are part of the like bar pizza Facebook group for the South Shore and they are ruthless. Like people have huge opinions. Bar pizza is like small single size serving pizzas, um, obviously served usually in a bar and they're 
like the crust and how they're cooked is like very specific. So So it's a very big like South Shore thing. And so there's this Facebook group we join and they are obsessive with it and like full on fights will break out about who makes the best ones. And it is probably the most delightful thing to like read. Um, And recently Phil infiltrated, I say it like that because we're not North Shore people, but he infiltrated a like the same sort of Facebook group, but for the North Shore and their obsession with roast beef sandwiches. Kelly's Um, roast beef? Yeah. And like they have code words and acronyms for certain things. And then people do like video reviews of them eating them and like reviewing it in real time. And they'll even like count how long it took to order, how nice the like staff was, like how long it took to get their food. And if like the beef was like still warm when they ate it's like it's a freaking wild and then they talk shit about south shore roast beef because we do have it no honestly we are not even on their radar because so where's the the Um, they they don't even it's not even on the radar it's just the funniest thing that like there's such huge rivalries in the facebook groups as well about like if you say you like this place there's going to be a hundred people underneath that ripping you to shreds so it's disgusting it's not that the facebook groups are the rivalry it's just that in them they are quite possibly the most entertaining things i've ever read um and we spent like an entire like hour one day just scrolling through facebook watching videos on both pages you guys are because they were funny just it's so quintessential to like south shore north shore and you can hear the different accents of both even though they're like the boston accent but then they're like a little different um and i just think they're hilarious so if you live on the south shore or the north shore and you're interested in bar pizza or in roast beef sandwiches i highly suggest you find your local facebook group and just enjoy yourself go in and just like read and watch some things because there are some major characters in there and i love them this just makes me think of the dairy freeze versus frozen freddies there goes my stomach again oh my gosh yes that is such a rivalry too we the we grew up in quincy and quincy has uh, two ice cream shops. One is Dairy Freeze and one is Frozen Freddy's and people will fight you on which one is the best. <laughs> I like both of them because it's ice cream. It's ice cream. Uh, also, like, I feel like iced coffee would be more of a rivalry than it is. Like, personally, coffee break, that's my place. But, like, I'll go to a Mary Lou's. I'll go to a Dunks. I'll go to a Starbucks. Like, an everyday cafe. I'll go to all of those. And it's funny to me that the rivalries don't extend to that it's just like preference like i don't know because they all have something different if i want soft serve why that was not my stomach that was my (laughs) mic stand that was definitely not my stomach i would own it um if i want soft serve i go to dairy freeze if i want hard ice cream hard ice cream i go to frozen Frozen freddy's but also i don't live here anymore um it's whatever side of the city i'm on because they are on opposite sides of the city (laughs) it's like whichever one's closest to me it's ice cream and i'm gonna take it (laughs) like too funny um but this was our first mini let us know what you think do you like it do you hate it do you want more do you want less um and if you have a name suggestion other than mini yeah and if you ever any topics that we should cover or um any areas we should spend a little more time on let us know because we're we're excited to do this like fast and i don't know quick sort of mini episodes but also we're excited for the longer ones where we get to ramble for a while so you tell us what you like bye bye thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast make sure you follow us on instagram at live laugh lorazepam 
and slide into our DMs to share your story or provide feedback. Make sure you subscribe. Call or text 988, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, for free and confidential support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress.